Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this bonus content for our episode featuring James Mullinger. As you can tell, he's got a lot of really cool stuff that he's doing and he's talking about. And so we didn't really have room to fit all of it in. So this is a place for us to sort of just share with you some minimally edited content of James's whole philosophy on, on comedy and art and all that kind of stuff. It's super interesting. We really hope you enjoy it. Bonus content. Hit the theme music. We don't have theme music. This is just bonus time. Enjoy. Yeah, I was just saying to Ben, with this uh, with this much content, we will probably trim it into one uh, tight, succinct episode. That's of course. Rough, roughly about thirty minutes. But Smart. just given uh, given that you've got. Uh, a, a lot to say <laughs> in a good way. Yes, yes. <laughs> in, a, in a good way because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because you have the actual, uh, the guts of what we're looking for, but you've spoken mm. so uh, eloquently to uh, arts and culture and the Maritimes and just that stuff that we really get behind. Uh, yeah. What we can do is uh, release that uh, as secondary bonus content after the uh, the episode airs. Perfect. You're right. The, the, the nitty gritty of what we're here to talk about makes more sense because actually, I don't know if right now what people want to hear is a, com- com- a, a, a comedian complaining that uh, that no one gets buying comedy. You know what I mean? Oh, pshaw. Who, yeah, yeah. If, if they're tuning in to our podcast, yeah, 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 they true. know what they're in for. Yeah, no, they exactly, know exactly, this is exactly. self-indulgent. We're, look, we're just a bunch of heterosexual, cisgendered white males <laughs> complaining about our lot in life. They know yeah. this already. With yeah. colonial backgrounds. Uh, exactly. Uh, Everyone wants to hear the comedian complain that the government isn't giving him enough free money. That's what you know what I think? Say. There needs to be more TV shows about the lifestyle of being a comedian. What's really going on in there? Yeah. Yeah. There may be some people from St. John listening. And St. Johnners do tend to, and, and again, Justin knows this well, but Maritimers are very territorial. I actually live about two minutes from the St. John border, which apparently makes me not allowed to say that I like St. John because I live in Rosse, which is apparently a world away. <laughs> and you're not allowed to, that doesn't work like that elsewhere. Like, like in, I mean, again, in Toronto, there's a bit of that. Like you don't want people in Whitby saying they're from Toronto, but no one minds that they do. On I don't even want people from west of Young <laughs> saying they're from Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> There you go, right? Um, but in London, it's like London's London. And I mean, Halifax goes on for about an hour and a half. Proper and HRM starts getting a little muddy, right? So It does. And yeah. that's the same thing here, except the greater St. John area, they don't even want you calling yourself that. If, anyway, so I'm, I'm literally like a five minute walk from the border, but people lose their shit when I yeah. go. And, and, and this is the thing. It's not like I'm doing it here. Like I'll be doing a gig like in Vancouver and I'll be doing an interview with a, a local radio station and I'll say, yeah, I live in, and it's just easier in the same way, kind mm. of, if, if you're in Australia and you live in Ajax, you may as well say Toronto because they're right. not going to have heard of Ajax. They're going right. to think you live in a bathroom cleaner. Um, <laughs> whereas, um, so so it's just easier. It's like when I live in St. John, rather than having to explain, oh, it's Rosse, no, it's, it's spelt Rosse. Just say St. John, then people get it. It's the biggest. Anyway, but people here don't like that. Very and it's, particular. It's funny because no matter how long you live there and no matter how many accomplishments you rake up in your whole James Mullinger legacy, it's not a matter of time. It's just that's where you have to live in order yeah. for it to be part of your identity. 
Absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I live in a house I've been in, that I've been in for six years. And I still have people stop me in the street saying, you live in the Sealy's house. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I, I live in the manager's house. Now I should point out, I didn't buy it from the Sealy's. They left 37 years ago. But it everyone in, 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 in the greater St. John area, I must say, uh, it's still the Sealy's house. Yeah. So have you felt any pressure to, like, do people not identify you as like a New Brunswicker? Because I... Like I came to PEI, what, Justin, like 10, 11 years ago? Yeah, I was going to say, you've, you've lived on PEI for the better part of a decade. Like and almost as long as I haven't. And your, right. Yeah, and your mom has run for political office yeah. on Prince Edward Island. And I just have, I have no shot of ever being qualified as an Islander. So I'm wondering if New Brunswick has that same sort of political pressure. It's exactly the same. Like, I mean, so you're still considered a come from away, even yeah, though, yeah. And, and exactly the same thing. I mean, there's kind of no chance of, of being considered a New Brunswicker or a, a Maritimer, which is, which is odd because, I mean, again, I've said this, I've kind of said this to people before that like, I'm, I'm currently studying to be a Canadian. Oh, and, yes. I, and I'll probably be a Canadian about 20 years before anyone will allow me to be considered a New, a New Brunswick or a Maritimer. Right. And I mean, and, and it's not like I'm not doing all the right things. I am. I mean, I, I'm making homemade wine. Like, I'm, I mean, what, what was that? That, that, was the, that was the only thing on the list. I've driven a four-wheeler on a highway. So why, you know, I've driven, uh, I've driven a truck across the ice to my in-law's house on the other side. Of, I mean, of the other side of, of the river. I mean, if that doesn't earn me the right, as in New Brunswick, I don't know what does, but wow. uh, yeah, exactly the same. I think I'll always be a compromise. Of course, this, the stupid accent doesn't help. But, uh, <laughs> I, 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 and unfortunately, I can't get rid of this. I've used um, the, uh, the Islanderism, because uh, having been born on the island, oh, yes. a proper Prince Edward Islander, yes. um, in, the re in uh, recent news, uh, when we launched our podcast, um, it got picked up by uh, a news, the, the newspaper in Prince Edward Island, the Guardian. The newspaper. The Guardian. I and love it. They ran uh, both our photo. They ran a photo of the, the both of us. Great article. And Was the, the journalist Sally Cole? It no, we love, Sally. We, oh, love we love Sally. Oh, we love Sally. Yes, I love Sally too. See, that's a proof I'm a maritimer. I know who Sally Cole is. Sorry to You're in. You're in. <laughs> <laughs> the headline was, PEI's own Justin Shaw co-hosts a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, sweet. I guess I'll go fuck myself then. That's amazing. That's <laughs> amazing. Even, even yeah. if... Uh, even 10 years if, you've been there. And, and this is the other thing, is that if in this region we are keen to promote like immigration to this region, we're keen to get more newcomers. We need to make people feel a bit more at home when they get here. You spent 11 years here. Your mum is in government. Yeah. And, yet, and yet you're still just like, well, Justin's born there. And let's not forget he fucks off to Toronto. <laughs> he's still the local boy done good. Well, no, because him leaving for Toronto is something to be applauded because he got out. <laughs> You've just hit the nail on the head. That is the that is the biggest problem that the Maritimes uh, has. And again, I mean, I mean, again, I'm not don't want to get too political, but it's the biggest problem we have here, which is this idea that uh, I mean, I have a joke about this, but I mean, when I moved here, no one said to me like, "Oh, you've just moved here, welcome or greetings." The yeah. first thing everyone said to me is, "Why the fuck did you move here?" And um, and I'm like, that's not the best 
greeting for, 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 for newcomers, making us feel like morons for coming here. And then exactly as you say, Ben, there seems to be this, this kind of um, mindset of if you come here or if you stay here, you can't be very good. So therefore, mm. and I mean, I've had this before where I've done big shows for, 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 for people. And um, then they said, then they contact me the next year and I, it could be a big outdoor event and it could sell out. And the next year they say to me, oh, James, we're thinking of making it bigger and better. So we'll get someone, we're going to get someone in from Toronto. And I'm like, but I just, I just filled it for you. I just like, is there not A, an element of royalty and B, was it not a great show? But no, it can't be good because I live here. So we need to get in the big guns from Toronto. And it's funny that that, that, that mindset is, um, I mean, yeah. and it kind of, to be fair, it's, it, I say it's the amount of times, it's also, and I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm slagging off Canada, but it's also a Canadian issue because we yeah. have the same thing nationally with comedians, whereby, you know, uh, you pick up uh, newspapers like the Globe and Mail, National Post, and they do their end of year roundups and they'll celebrate every art form except uh, Canadian uh, comedians. So many amazing Canadian comedians, but they don't get any of the recognition they deserve. They only get the recognition they deserve if they move to America or England. And then suddenly, and I think the only time the Globe and Mail has actually profiled a Canadian comedian in years it was Catherine Ryan right. because she moved to England and was successful huh. well, well what about what about the other hundred amazing comedians here doing work so uh, it, it's definitely a maritime thing that kind of mindset and it's it's kind of an insecurity thing and it's uh, it's yeah. I, I think I just think more more pride is needed in this region and also nationally I mean I could talk about this all day because like <laughs> yeah. I've got so many thoughts about it about being stuck between America and the UK just geographically and yeah. sort of uh historically as well like just yeah. the the insecurity and inferiority complex that comes along with that that's exactly it it's it, it's this mindset of uh which again I mean I mean I guess the flip side to this is that it's modesty and insecurity a, 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 a wonderful trait because the opposite of those traits is Donald Trump right <laughs> so so so, yeah. so you know uh, so I mean I definitely would rather be in a place where everyone's humble we all think that we don't deserve anything uh, we think that if someone's here they can't be very good I mean that's a nice trait to have because it basically means that nobody's a dick which is basically that should be the tagline for move to Canada nobody's a dick right Generally. um and, and, and then conversely, you know, um, America should have the, the opposite um, yeah. tagline. And, uh, and, and so, you know, if, if uh, this kind of um, lack of self, um, you know, whatever it is that we have here means that's why we're so nice, well, I, I can live with it. But it's, it's definitely, a, um, it's definitely uh, you know, holding a lot of people back here, yeah. Mm. Uh, like I guess what I'm trying to say is moving to St. John was not a career move, but it, obviously, but it turned out to be one because I felt like in Canada and the Maritimes as a whole, uh, because of that kind of uh, nature of word of mouth, because you're not going to get help from the media, you're not going to get help from from TV. You know, the, the, all they care about is the is the is the people that have left. Uh, you're going to get, um, you know, you just got to um, trust the people on the ground to, to tell people, which is why you have comedians, amazing comedians in Canada, like you know Pete Zedlacker and Derek Sagan and people like that who aren't necessarily household names, but because of word of mouth, have extremely successful careers right. uh, because people come and see them love their shows tell their friends now both those comedians would be on the front cover of every newspaper if they if they were in England um, mm. 
uh, because that's how it, 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 I mean, I mean, and it comes back to that thing we've talked about, uh, which people are always talking about, about the way that the Canadian government don't treat stand up as an art form. And during this kind of pandemic period, I've been trying to apply for grants and it is quite a hilariously fascinating thing. Yep. Where, <laughs> when you, yeah. When you go through this process where it's like, um, I'm not, I can't be considered a theatre performer, even though I primarily perform in theatres. I probably play more theatres of the year than most uh, actors or spoken word artists. Um, basically, I mean, I'd like most people, I've gone through the process. I've basically tried to, so if I was a circus performer, that would be fine. If I was a mime artist, that would be considered art. Um, and, and the most hilarious one of all, that they, were, that they will not accept uh, me as a spoken word artist because of the fact that there's laughter at the end of my sentences. So because people enjoy what I do and they're not wow. sat there wishing they were blowing their brains out, they're actually enjoying it. <laughs> It's not art. Um, and uh, to me, it's what the greatest scandal of, uh, of Canadian life is the fact that, that that's still a, a thing. The wow. fact that they refuse yeah. to accept stand-up. I, as, as a... I think if, uh, if you have a, a costume change mid-performance, you might be able to justify it as theatre. No, you're absolutely right. There's, no, well, well, and it's funny you say that. You're right because this is kind of why I was I was going through this process was to see where where the restrictions lie. And yes, I mean I do know some artists who are in essence comedians who are. You're right. If I put on a wig and was yeah. <laughs> shit at my job and no one laughed and no one enjoyed the gigs and they just sat there in silence. I mean, again, the funniest one that they, is the storytelling one. They were, and again, I'm not saying storytelling isn't, isn't a wonderful art form. It is, I've been to storytelling uh, festivals um, where people are sat there in silence listening to someone drone on for an hour. <laughs> um, 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 I tell stories, but people laugh at the end. But th because of that joy in the room, the Canadian government go, right, it's not art. Um, yeah. I've heard uh, some of the fine print in uh, some of these uh, applications is, oh no, uh, comedians, being a comedian or comedy is a commercial enterprise. And I'm like, are you fucked in the head? I know, How much I know. money do you think we're making? I know, I know. And, 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 and the fact is, is that um, it, it, comedy, uh, because people actually want to go to comedy shows, comedy does have a knock-on effect of creating um, um, uh, in, in money in other industries from, from, you know, obviously food and drink and travel and, and, and uh, you know, all of those other things um, that benefit from comedy um, because people actually want to go to comedy shows. Where, and again, I'm not disparaging these other art forms i'm not you know and again i mean i i love poetry and i love spoken word and i love they're, they're all they're all but but as soon as you start saying that one is legitimate and one isn't yeah. it's a uh, as you say it is um it's scandalous knives come out it's uh <laughs> yeah but, but that's interesting i didn't know that thing that, that they argue that it's a commercial thing i mean of course but by that rationale of course the government are very happy to to um put a lot of money into um into big festivals like Just for Laughs. They're happy to do yeah. that. So again, but not- Well, because they get Americans coming to that, right? So. But, well, exactly, so that makes it okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes it okay. When you decide you're gonna do stand-up, as you both know, it's a very weird thing when you go to your partner at the time or indeed anyone close to you and you tell them. Like, like my wife and I have been, we were still uh, actually just boyfriend and girlfriend. It was 2004. And it was uh, actually a trip to New Brunswick to visit that inspired me. I've, I've been wanting to do it for years, never done it, always 
dreamed of uh, doing stand-up, but never thought I could ever do it. And then was kind of growing very despondent and depressed that I wasn't following my dream. And that stupid thing where you're getting mad at yourself for the, your lack of success at something, but you're not actually trying. You're kind yeah. of that dick that complains that you don't win the lottery, but you never buy a lottery ticket. And then uh, we came here to visit my wife's uh, parents. We went to this dinner theater on Water Street in St. John. And I was watching this show and it's these kids up on stage and I was so uh, enamored with the show and just loving it and inspired by it and singing and dancing and clapping. And then, and then, and then, uh, and then in the, in the break, I've suddenly felt this kind of overwhelming jealousy of these performers. And I thought, my God, these, these guys, they're living the dream. You know, they are up there. And that's the thing as, as, as we all know, like, this is why I hate TV talent shows because they're all about people just obviously wanting to be famous. Whereas really, if your dream is to perform, in, in any capacity, whether it's singing, comedy, just doing it is the dream. I mean, I mean, people always say to me now, like, what's your dream in stand-up? I'm like, well, this is it. I, I, I've reached the, I wanted to feed a family doing stand-up, and that's what I do. So, so that's nice. it. And they're like, well, where do you want to be in 10 years? I'm like, fucking still doing this. <laughs> uh, because, because that, because, I mean, I mean, especially with the pandemic going on, but regardless, in stand-up, like, like steady is the new this, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's, like, it's like, no, I don't want to be in, in an Adam Sandler movie in 10 years. You know, I want to still be able to make a living doing stand-up. That was always the goal. Right, and if anyone that wants more than that, well, that they're obviously wanting for di a different reasons. So anyway, my point is, is that I'm watching these kids on stage in the Water Street Dinner Theatre in St. John. To me, this is Vegas. Like they're on a stage, living the dream, and I became so overwhelmed with jealousy and thought, right, this is the year I've got to do it. And this was uh, New Year's Eve, uh, 2004. So 2005 in May, five months later, I finally have the confidence to do my first uh, open mic gig. Actually, wasn't terrible, but. You then have to go to your partner at the time and say, like, and this is my then girlfriend, now wife, and, and you kind of have to say, so uh, I'm thinking of, I'm going to take up stand-up comedy. And they go, oh, really? Well, I'm, uh, you know, that's a shame. We don't see much of each other now, and uh, now we're going to see less of each other. But I guess we'll have some more money. And you go, oh, no, 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 we're going to have a lot less money. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be traveling the country being paid nothing <laughs> and it's going to be like a hundred pound train journey then a 50 pound bed and breakfast and then and then food and drinks so we're going to have far less money <laughs> and we're never going to see each other but on the rare occasion that you do see me i'm going to be miserable because i'm going to have just been booed off stage 10 nights in a row right <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, uh, I've watched uh, your documentary, James. Uh, mm -hmm. the, I believe it did it air on CBC or yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched that, and that's when I reached out to you a while ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Just uh, when we were chatting about uh, <laughs> the gig that didn't happen, yes, uh, it, but and, will uh, happen eventually. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, it was a. Uh, following that journey that made me think of for this podcast is like yeah. this guy he's got stuff to say and he okay. he will share that journey with us and i think uh, it, it's it's been really inspiring because as you mentioned uh comedians especially the white cis straight ones uh dime a dozen and we're on sale it's buy one get one uh but what uh what really draws me into uh your story is just uh why the heck new brunswick like all of those yeah. questions and uh you're able to make a uh make a career out of that mm. while enjoying a, a rich quality of life. But what I appreciate the most is you put that quality of life first and then that informed everything that informed your writing, your career. And uh, honestly, that's, I don't know, that sounds like a pretty sweet life to me. <laughs> 
Oh, well, thank you. That's very, very beautiful words. And, and, and I'm so glad that we've, um, I'm so glad that A, that you got in touch when you did and B, that we've been able to all get to know each other yeah. uh, in, in this context. But you're right. I and mean, I guess that's the important point of, you know, I often tell that, that Seinfeld story because it's slightly amusing, all the rest of it. But, but the reality is, is that you're right. I mean, when I came here, uh, it was quality of life first. It was family first. And it was I kind of ironically pretty much the first time in my life that I made a decision that was not based on ego or, or, or career. It was simply like, what's the best thing for my family? And then, you know, all of that comedy stuff kind of fell into, fell into place, which I guess is that, it's one of those stories that you kind of hear a lot where people talk about the moment that you stop kind of pushing or mm. not, there's not, mm. not necessarily pushing, but they, they sort of comes, you know, desperately grasping at something and you take a step back, that that's when, that's when things happen. But when I say things happen, I mean, the things that have happened is, is just that I've managed to carry on being a comedian. I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, I can, I can fill, you know, smallish rooms a, across the country, but it's not like I've, um, that, you know, I'm just a comedian. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we're uh, we're so glad that you made the made the trip here to uh, to join us on Half a Star, but also well, indeed to join us in Canada. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate you, that. Thank one you. more thing before you go, mm -hmm. uh, and this could spill into a third Zoom room. Uh, <laughs> so, Are you saying that I, I answer short questions with thirty minute stories? <laughs> I love it. Uh, <laughs> We have reached out to uh, uh, a lot of people to, to come on our show. We've uh, uh, mostly gotten yeses. And, if, uh, and honestly, there is a, a list of people that, uh, that were like, they are probably way too busy. They're not interested. Uh, you were actually on the, I don't think you'd want to do it, but then you did it. You're on oh, that list oh, of like, hey, that, that, that feels like a sweet get. Now, there are some people on the they're busy we want them though we're gonna get them somehow and you actually mentioned one of the ones that we reached out to sean collins oh. uh hey, we will well we'll put in a word but also <laughs> well, we should we should um, um well one, once this one goes out you can tag him in it i mean this is the thing is that is that you know here's someone who you know he's a he's an icon of comedy um and and when better to ask him again now than when he's locked in his home and, and <laughs> that is our entire so, business model right now. <laughs> if you have uh, a five to ten second pitch as to sell specifically on air to sean collins why it's worth it to be on this podcast can you say it now <laughs> I, I i i will i will say this sean buddy uh love you miss you i hope you're coping uh back in the uk with uh this glorious pandemic that's going on um listen to me justin and ben have an awesome podcast they're great guys and i just spent uh 30 minutes uh talking about how awesome you are so uh the very least you could do is go on their podcast so uh, uh reply to this and uh, and give them some of your time you won't regret it you'll have a good time see you soon mate and hopefully this nightmare will be over soon yeah Amazing. <laughs> you see, this is what we should do more often. Get our guests to try to pitch to the next guest. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That place. Exactly, exactly. We don't have to do the content. We don't even have to book the guests. The guests book the guests. The guests book the guests. Exactly. This is usually the part of the show where we get our guests to plug something. Oh, okay. Um, now, obviously, society being what it is right now, there's not much going on. But if you have anything you want to talk about, uh, by all means. Um, excellent question. Well, uh, when 
this lockdown happened, I was obviously, I was approached by a lot of people looking to do Zoom gigs and at first I resisted. So the first thing I did was release my most recent stand-up special uh, free of charge on YouTube. So I would just implore people to go and check that out. It's on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash James Mullinger Comedian. It is called Almost Canadian. Uh, and it's there and it's free. And then if you do want to see me uh, do a Zoom gig, uh, get in touch. Um, send me an email, james at jamesmanager.com or check out my website. And uh, uh, just keep in touch, people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Zoomer. Zoomer. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> you might be the first like person it. that's actually had an answer to that question. So good. Oh, really? <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, I don't have to mess around. Cool. <laughs> um, I better run. But guys, g g give, me, I've got, um, give me a shout. Yeah. Thank you so much for Thank everything. You, sir. Uh, pleasure, guys. Yeah. Love you. Take care. Take care. Cheers. Cheers. See you soon. Bye.